0: vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius podcast brought to you by NBA 2K23. As always, I'm the one and only Momootsi, alongside me, the OG, Mr. BJ Armstrong.
1: Real name, no gimmicks, Bo, We don't have enough time to talk about everything. So let's let's get through it quick because there's a lot to talk
0: about. All right, let's start the talk. Fresh, Fresh off the final buzzer. The Phoenix Suns defeat the LA Clippers 123 to 109, tying the series at one game apiece. Stand up former Devin Booker with a cool 38 points, four of seven from downtown on 63% shooting. He had a great game. Kevin Durant had 25. uh, But the the big performance for me that stood out was Tory Craig. 17 points on five three-pointers. We saw Coach Monty Williams go deep in his bench. Joshua Kogi gave them a contribution. Bismack gave them a contribution. Great game for the Phoenix Suns to tie up the series. They would have been in real trouble had that not gone well. On the other side, the Clippers, Russell Westbrook, 28 points, great scoring output for him, in particular the first half. Kawhi Leonard, 31 points doing what he does. Their depth contributed with Terrence Mann and Normal Powell, both scoring in double digits. Ivisa Zubek's chipped in a little bit. Nicholas Batum couldn't hit a shot. It looks to me a little bit like he's rushing his shot form. Like he's trying to do the thing that guys do now where they
1: catch it. Who was that, Nicholas Batum? Ni- Nicholas Batum, they catch it Batum. and they fire
0: straight away without the little dip. In the shot but going into the mechanics of a jump shot is a whole separate conversation that we'll get into maybe on another day um bj what was your big takeaway from this game
1: well you know game twos are always very interesting to me um just from the simple fact you're going to see which team has the flexibility to make more adjustments or the adjustments that the other team can make now This was a great game for Phoenix Why because clearly they made an adjustment. You can see they got the ball immediately to Kevin Durant. Off the tip allowed him. Yeah, they got the ball to him. There wasn't any messing around running offenses and going to our secondary offense or trying to get another guy going. Kevin Durant was very aggressive and very direct. You know, Devin Booker had a fantastic game, but Kevin Durant to me was the key. And he played a Kevin, it was like a Kevin Durant type performance, and it was a it was a good game for the Phoenix Suns, right? They had all five starters scored in double figures, mm-hmm. and I like their distribution. I like how they were playing with one another. I like the bench work of you know Biombo and and, and those guys when they came in, or Koji and and all those guys, and you know they just got to find their rhythm. So great game. I thought the Clippers, you know, hey, they came in, they did their job. They they got one uh, like they were supposed to do. But now I think the series is kind of going to settle in now. Okay, these next, you know, three, four games are going to be the tell of the tape. But I think Phoenix kind of found something out. Now, let's see what the Clippers can do uh, when they get back there to L.A. I think it's going to be a terrific series. However, you know, this game two kind of showed me that Phoenix is very capable. Well, and 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 they really showed me that they're not going to panic under pressure and they're not going to lose a series you're going to have to beat them so it was very encouraging for the Phoenix Suns fans. It's all about adjustments. Uh, the big thing in this game,
0: and the reason why Devin Booker could get off is because Kevin Durant was getting double teamed. You know, they were trying to throw bodies at him. That's why a lot of guys, Tory Craig, the defense was scrambling to try and recover from these double teams. And the other reason, Chris Paul had 16 points on an efficient night. The drop coverage of the Clippers, which as you guys know, is when the big man, Zubak in this case, when there's a screen being set, he just drops all the way back and leaves the guards to try and fly over, which allows the offensive player to pull up for a mid-range jump shot or for a three-point shot. They got punished off the drop coverage. Now, the adjustment they're going to have to make is finding a way to not play the drop coverage because the, the Phoenix Suns are an elite mid-range pull-up shooting team. So you can't go into a drop coverage against them. Now, your other options is to blitz, which is where you throw two guys at the ball handler. Zubak doesn't have the foot speed to go and do that and then recover. And then the other option is to switch. And you don't want to end up with Zubac trying to guard Devin Booker or guard Kevin Durant, right? So in my head, looking at this, the adjustment that I think the Clippers could make is what they did against the Utah Jazz in the conference. was the conference semifinals. Um, when they were playing against the Jazz, they just went small ball to... They did it in that series to stretch the floor and get Rudy Gobert out of the paint. In this series, I think if they go small ball, they have the ability to switch those screen roll actions. Obviously, the downside to that is DeAndre Ayton or Bismack Bionbo can absolutely feast in the paint against smaller guys. However, that's the compromise you're going to have to make. And then on the other side of the floor, they can run a five-out offense. It will compromise their offensive rebounding. However, they get great offensive rebounding contributions from their guards. It's not just Zubac who's hitting the offensive glass. So guys like Russell Westbrook coming in to get offensive rebounds, Kawhi Leonard can get them. Um, it will compromise Azu had four offensive rebounds today obviously it will compromise that a little bit but it does stretch the floor out and it allows Kawhi Leonard to have more space to operate it allows Russell Westbrook to protect the rim and what it will do is what the Clippers have done a great job of is allow them to drive the lanes and get the Phoenix Suns into foul trouble there was a long stretch where DeAndre Ayton had to sit on the bench because he had four fouls if you can get Booker or KD into foul trouble then you're really cooking so if I'm looking at the Clippers going into the next game that might be something I try what do you think?
1: Well, you you know, what I always respected about Coach Lou is he coaches to his personnel. You know, when you have a big kid like Zubac, right, you, you just got to live with what he does and what he can do. And what he can do is he can protect the rim, okay, with his physical presence there. I don't think that's really an option for him to step up, out and double the, team. It's clearly not are, an option for him.
0: The Suns are one of the lowest teams in the NBA at attacking the rim in terms of getting opportunities at the basket. They love to live in the mid-range. So if you're going to take away something, surely you'd want to take away what they're most comfortable with.
1: Well, yeah, that may be true, okay? That, all that may be true, and I'm going to live – you know, here's the thing. And, and maybe it's just my, you know, me – I when I watch the game, I say, okay, what can I take away, all right? They are a terrific three-point shooting team, right? They have two excellent three-point shooters in Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Kevin Durant gives them a new look as far as personnel. Even though he hasn't played a lot of games there, the threat of him to me is more dangerous than actually what he's done because you know what he's capable of doing. Yeah. So if it's me, I'm just going to take away something. Now, I thought what they were trying to do is and. Let's play defense from behind, and they blocked a couple of Kevin Durant's shots from behind early in the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, now to me, that is an effective way to say how can we take away the mid range. But to Kevin Durant's credit, because he 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 came out aggressive, but I think Russell had like two or three blocked shots. Yep, Russell I mean, did a great Russell job had, defensively. Yeah, so if you fight over the top which you don't see teams do during the regular season you're saying we're going to take away the three point shot we're going to take away the drive and we're going to live with the mid range you got to give you got to i mean that to me is like professional sports these guys are really really good i can't i can't come into a a, a defensive plan and say hey guys we're going to take away the mid range like how are you going to do that you it's it's almost impossible to stay in front of kevin durant but it, is, it makes it are, harder
0: for them to score in the mid-range if you're switching on defense rather than having Zubak dropping back into the paint and then on a the closeout.
1: Well, yeah, okay, all right. In theory, that's true, but I can get to the matchup that I want by if I know you're going to switch. So I would prefer, if you're going to do that, is to do what I saw both coaches do, mix up your defense so you can't get a rhythm. Yeah. Right? They both went zoned as pr- – at certain times of the game they went to like matchup zones you know a box one kevin durant is that good kawhi leonard is that good you can't yeah i mean but maybe that's just you know maybe i'm giving these guys too much too much respect i don't think there's a way to stop all of these guys but what i can do is protect i'm going yeah. to protect the rim because if you let somebody drive to the rim you have no chance of winning, and if guys start making threes, it decreases your chance of winning, right? If you guy mm-hmm. shoots 40, 50 percent the, from three, you all sorry, to no Craig so, absolutely destroyed them, shooting sixty three percent from
0: downtown. That's one one thing yeah. that's interesting that, here just, is is the ball movement from the Clippers wasn't what it was in the first game. Their assist totals were down. Um, in the in the first game, they had twenty three assists. Tonight, they only had seventeen. For the Phoenix Suns. Booker and Paul combined for 17 assists amongst themselves. And they had 30 as a team as they saw the double teams come in um, to, to KD to Booker. And they got guys like Tory Craig open in the corners for those easy knockdown triples. So that's that game. It's all squared up. The Clippers are now got home court advantage. I really just wish Paul George was playing in this series. Cause that would make it even more interesting. So hopefully if this game, if this goes to seven games, he might even make a little appearance, but uh we had two other games on this evening, BJ. Um, which one do you want to talk about first? The Celtics and Hawks or the... Well, let's get,
1: let's get your Celtics out of the way. The Celtics Yeah, get them out of the way. Great. The Celtics, the Celtics
0: way. defense, 12 block shots in the game, 10 steals. Like, the Hawks got a lead early, right? So I was late getting to the game. Um, the Celtics, when I, when I started watching, were down, I think, like 12, 13 points. And then they just started playing defense. They just started locking guys up, blocking the hell out of them. They're getting out in transition, especially I I did a little thread on Twitter. If you guys follow me on Twitter, you can see a whole little breakdown thing. Um, They did a great job. Uh, The Hawks were being forced into shooting long shots, which leads to long rebounds, and as soon as the Celtics got the boards, they were away at the races, getting out in transition, moving the ball. Derek White, sensational. Malcolm Brogdon just bulldozing his way to the bucket. Jason Tatum stopped settling for three pointers, and he started getting to the rim off the dribble, which was fantastic see. Marcus Smart outlaw for Rob Williams, Jalen Brown, Listen, it was beautiful. They were up 20, up 20-something. They let the league get back down to 10 again, and then they closed out the game. Maybe that's just what they do. Um, I'm hoping that they can continue that in Atlanta. I do expect the game to be closer, but I do feel like that they can close it out down the stretch, if needs be, because of the options that they have. Any thoughts on that game, BJ? Uh,
1: Well, again, I mean, seven, eight guys in rotation. Um, I, I'm concerned. They're yeah, winning, I know winning that covers too. Are, uh, So I, I, I don't. I think Joe Missoula. I didn't hear it, but I understand. I, 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 I've heard from a few people around. And right before we jumped on the call, um, Joe Missoula addressed that why he's not playing Grant Williams. And I didn't, I didn't hear, I didn't see it. So I'm gonna have to read it after we get done taping here. But I'm concerned. Now, he, he's basically playing seven guys right now. And. if there, they're, I expect this team to make a championship run. This isn't like a team that, well, they can hopefully get out of the first round. They're 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 trying to win 16 games. Yep. And I just don't know how you're going to do it playing seven guys. And one of the guys is not even 100 percent healthy in Rob Williams. Yeah, I I just don't get it. I don't get it, Moles. But again, I don't know. I'm not in the locker room. I, they're playing terrific, and I'm a a huge fan of Joe Missoula, Coach Missoula. I'm a huge fan. Well, it looks like I love their team. Yeah, from, but I don't know the quote why. He's that not I'm playing. reading here is I think he's just doing it based on a
0: matchup. He says, "Um, this rotation gives us the best chance to win against Atlanta, and we're going to continue to run that." So. I think that maybe uh, maybe he wants to just save Grant Williams for the Milwaukee Bucks as he did such a great job well,
1: them uh, no, that's fine. Right. But you, okay. you want to have your guys you in gotta, rhythm. You, you want to have your
0: guys playing. You, you,
1: you, you, absolutely. You can't you, have him sitting out, sit out for sit two there. weeks you and then say, all right, now guard sit. Giannis. No, because, um, no, also, also
0: very concerned about Giannis' health. We'll get onto that later on. Um, that is the worry for me as well. But the Cavs and the Knicks, completely the opposite of what happened last time. The Cavs absolutely dominated. In this game, BJ, you'll be happy as the shot distribution that we discussed in, in the last episode was very much more even. Darius them with 17 attempts on his way to 32 points and seven assists. Donovan Mitchell must have been listening to the podcast because he had double digit assists. He had 17 points and 13 dimes as he got his teammates involved. Evan Mobley got 11 shots, Jarrett Allen got eight shots. Karis Levert came off the bench and went nine from 16 for 24 points. If they can get a contribution, I said it in the last episode, it's on the fifth guy. If Karis Levert can be the fifth guy that comes in and gives them that contribution, fantastic. If Isaac Okoro can hit one or two threes, fantastic. If it, it could be Chetty Osman, fantastic. But as long as they get that one contribution from a fifth factor, I think they're in pretty good stead here. Um, Obviously being at home helps. They're going to have to go to Madison Square Garden for the next game. For the Knicks, it was great to see Josh Hart playing because he wasn't supposed to play. He gave it his all, as as he always does. Um, you know, and it was pretty close at the first few stages of the game, and then the Cavs just really pulled away. Biggest uh, thing that stood out to me was Darius Garland's effort and energy on the defensive side. He was wreaking havoc, just flying all over the place. The whole team was, to be fair. They turned up the defense a whole nother notch, and they were really battling on that side of the ball, leading to buckets in transition. What do you think, Mr. Armstrong?
1: Well, you know, Mo, I I, I said I wasn't going to say it. I'm just happy when there's – when you can redistribute the shot distribution. It just seems – to me, it just seems obvious with this Everybody scene. eats. Everybody <laughs> yeah. eats. Okay, your, your one guy gets, I don't know, 25, 30 shots, whatever he got last game, he gets 38 points. Great game. But when you have an engaged Mobley, okay – an engaged Jared Allen, Garland, Karis Levert. When you have an engaged team with this level of talent, they're tough to beat. Now, at some point during the game, we're going to need Donovan Mitchell to do his Donovan Mitchell thing. Maybe it's a five-minute stretch or an eight-minute stretch. Maybe it's a quarter. But when he does it for 48 minutes and no one else is engaged, Mm -hmm. that's hard to do, okay? So great job, great job by the coaching staff, Mm -hmm. great job by Donovan Mitchell, okay? I mean, think about it. Here's a guy, he has 38 points in game one, has 13 assists in game two, and they win handedly. So, Mm -hmm. So clearly, Mo, you and I see what's going on here, and now if Donovan Mitchell can somehow have a balance during the course of the game, I think this is a terrific team why because they have excellent bigs a terrific point guard in Darius Garland clearly you have Caris Ver gets 20 points off the bench they have depth and if they can somehow have a blended brand of basketball mo this is a very dangerous team so mm-hmm. great job tonight however they got to take their show on the road I thought they were the they did the better job tonight, especially in game two, where you make most of your adjustments during the course of a series. They look more flexible as far as making adjustments than the New York Knicks. I didn't see the Knicks do, you know, this isn't I'm mean, this isn't a criticism. I just didn't see the Knicks make any adjustments during the game. They're like, we're just gonna play hard. Mm-hmm. Now that worked in game one, but game two, more well, I didn't see like Okay, we're going to try to exploit this matchup where we're going to try to, you know, play this brand of basketball. It's like we're just going to play hard. And then if that doesn't work, we're just going to play harder. And if that doesn't work, we're just going to play harder. Now, it's Mm -hmm. going to be fascinating to see what they're going to do in game three. And then how the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to play on the road, because Cleveland has to get one of these games. I think, Mo, the team that wins consecutive games is going to win this series. Mm-hmm. OK, so if Cleveland wins game three, they're going to win the series. If if the Knicks can win game three at home and game four at home, I think they're going to win the series. So we're going to see how this is going to play out. But, um, you know, I, I thought the Knicks, you know, after game one, I I, I told you, I, I, I think the Knicks. Could win this series. Mm-hmm. However, it's going to be tough. I didn't like what I saw in game two, but it's one game. Give the Knicks credit. Because the Knicks should feel good about what they accomplished there in Cleveland, because they got one. They got now, let's see, court. can they go and defend home court? Yep, let's see, yep, can they, they go, go home, home and defend court. home court?
0: Well, uh, speaking of defending home court, that's just got a whole lot more tricky for the Golden State Warriors as Draymond Green is suspended for Game 3. That's the big news. I love the way the NBA put the news out during the fourth quarter of the Suns game so that hopefully no one talked about it. But here we are anyway. Um, we talked about this yesterday on the show. You didn't think that Draymond would be suspended. But I guess... You know, a few factors have weighed into it. I guess his past conduct and, you know, the way he was riling up the crowd on his way to the locker room after he got ejected. And I think Adam Silver was in the building as well, watching it unfold live in person. Um, He's going to miss
1: the next game. What are your thoughts on him being suspended? Well, the reason I think he was going to be suspended was because of the following. This is great theater and this is great for the league. I don't know the ratings for this. But most been a it's been, it's been quite some time, where I'm actually, like, when they when the Warriors and the Kings are playing in this first round mode, I mean, I am excited about watching every minute of this game. Yep, those first two games Mo, were as good as I can recall in my associate in my, yep, you know, time in the NBA. I mean, Mo, those are great. The first two games were fabulous. However, Mo. What happened? I didn't think he would get suspended for it. It's in it's a long time. I said this to a good friend of mine. tonight. I said, this is the first time in a long time. I can recall where I thought the playback, you know, when they do the replay. Yeah. I thought the referees got it. Perfect. I think they got it right. Yeah. The bonus got a flavor one. Mm-hmm. And Draymond got a flagrant, too. hmm Okay. Now, the antics afterwards is what I underestimated. The antics of doing all of the things that Draymond did, I think that is what kind of pushed it over the edge, if you're asking me. Yeah. It, I, it, it, what happened during the course of the game? Oh, yeah, okay. Whatever. But you can go about reputation. You can pull out you know, things you can, you know, comparables of what happened in the past. But the antics afterwards, to me, Mo, is what pushed it over the top. Now, like I said, it was great theater. I mean, Mo, the anticipation for the game, game three is is terrific. And, and I want to say something that, you know, this isn't me talking, but before we got on the show, I, I just wanted to hear Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley got it right Mm -hmm. when he said this. This series, I don't want this situation with Draymond Green's suspension to take away from the Sacramento Kings. Mm -hmm. I want to make this clear. The Sacramento Kings are outplaying the the Golden State Warriors in the first two games. Now, it's a lot of basketball to be played, right? Yep. But I don't want this Drayvon Green situation to take away from the following: the Sacramento Kings, they're playing terrific. Absolutely, okay. And 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 I don't, you know, we're talking about it now, and I and I know all the shows here in the states are going to be talking about it. What does this mean? And and I'm sure there's going to be some pushback from the Warriors fans and the da da, da and all that stuff. However, the fact remains: the, the Sacramento Kings right now. They're playing terrific. Well, the, and, the, and 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 I just want to acknowledge that and say, lens, you know, it is what it is.
0: The lens in which it we have to view is. this, the lens in which we have to view this, is, um, okay, cool. It's happened. Whatever. Aside from the drama, right? How on earth are the Warriors going to replace the forty whatever minutes that Draymond will be playing in this game because they already have a very thin. Front court rotation, right? demonte Savona has a sternum contusion So basically he's got a bruise on his ribs He's questionable for right. game three He has been playing all season with a broken hand or something So I'm pretty sure that he plays, that guy's tough um, But how on earth They've got Looney But who else is taking these minutes? Porter Jr. is not there anymore Nemanja Baileys is not there anymore Andre Iguodala is not playing Who's well, taking uh, uh, these uh, minutes for the well, I think you
1: gotta go Kaminga and, 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 and the kid and I think you gotta go Kaminga. And then and I Lamb. think you have to go. No, I, I think they're gonna go. Yeah, Jermichael Green. I, I think yeah, I, I think that's who you had to go with. You yeah. Know, I might even I might even put start Jermichael Green just because you know what? I, I, I Kaminga can give me a different look. Yeah. If I can steal minutes with Jermichael Green and then get Kaminga to, to play in that second unit and contribute. With Jordan Poole and those guys coming off now, Jordan that's what Poole I get seven minutes I, this time. Yeah, now I, what I what I don't know is what this is going to do to the physicality of the game. Yeah, because if Kavon Looney gets in foul trouble. Big we L. got a big we got a, a big problem. and
0: the other thing is the offense, the Warriors run, Draymond is so integral for. You know, his moving screens are a big part on why the shooters can get open and him being at the top of the well, top of the key he, with the ball distributed. Well,
1: to your, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. Clay coming off screens. Go on. You know, when you get to this time of the year, when you get to this time of the year, you're familiar with the other team. Now, Mo, we don't know the new look and the new wrinkles that Steve Kerr is going to bring. A pre- so a preview of next year. <laughs> so this is going to be different. Okay. This is going to be different. And a lot of times, well, you see this all the time in the regular season. A, a top player is out on the other team and they yep. and they in and, and, and they win because you don't there's you're going to see players in different situations that you wouldn't that you normally wouldn't see. Yep. So I think. This is a this is gonna be a tough game. This is gonna be a tough game because everyone's gonna to have to answer, you know, for the next couple of days. What do you think? What is this gonna look like? You know, you don't know who's gonna say what, you don't know what it is as far as how people are gonna respond. But I'm gonna tell you this Sacramento, right now, they got an opportunity. And you got to close the deal, mm-hmm. okay? And right now, you would think on paper that this would favor the Kings big time, okay? The big last time. thing you want is for them to lose this game. He comes back in a in a ceremonial
0: oh, hero
1: type thing
0: podcast, like
1: a like a Willis Reed, and then <laughs> it's two <two-two>. two <laughs> with Game Five going back to sack. I, I that's what you don't want. So yeah. I think, you know, as a young guy, as the young people say, you got to get locked in. Mm-hmm. Now I'm really locked in because mm-hmm. you know what, Mo? They're on the ropes right now. Absolutely. Okay. And let me tell you something. When you got somebody on the ropes, when you They're got the knock champ them on out. the
0: ropes, you better knock, you them, out. knock them out. to Andy Ruiz. Um, we've got three games coming up tonight. Let's quickly go through all of them. Let's start with the Lakers and the Grizzlies. Is Morant going to play in this game? That's the big question. He is questionable. If he doesn't play, we know that the Grizzlies can handle... They, they can handle a little bit of themselves when John not there. There's no breaks or fractures in his hand, um, thankfully. Um, so he has a soft tissue bruise and it will be a game-time decision. Um, I'm guessing that he plays just because it's the playoffs and you don't want to go down 0-2 at home. Um but we've got to see how much his hand can give. Um, not encouraging, though, after the first game with Rui and Austin Reeves getting cooking. I mean, what are you going to do when LeBron and AD get cooking properly? That's the uh, that's the concern. But they've got a defensive player of the year, all-star Jaron Jackson. They've got Dylan Brooks, who could go off on a spectacular shooting night. Well, or I, well I would say this. I'm going
1: to say this. I would say this. Uh, this is a Wednesday tip-off. If yeah, he has yes. no fractures or anything let's say that do you give him as much time as you can so that you have him for the rest of the series because i think they don't play again till saturday no okay yeah or do you, tip on Saturday? yeah so or do you try it maybe it doesn't feel good da-da. you know what i mean i i i i would tend to say let let's let's see can we get this one at home right because mm-hmm. you're going to need everything you got on the road, okay? So I would, if he can play, play. But if it's any question, let's let this thing rest. Get to the road. Try to, I mean, it sounds crazy, but you try to steal this one at home. Let your own crowd push you over the top. Know what you're going coming into. You could game plan. And, and now you eliminate all of the John Morant talk. And then now the series one one. Yeah, And if you could get 1-1 with a healthy and Rant for five more games or as healthy as he can be to be, that's giving yourself a chance. That's what I would do. But again, if he can play, hey, I hope he plays.
0: Okay. Well, speaking of injuries, Giannis Antetokounmpo, who left game one against the Heat, in which the Milwaukee Bucks lost, he is going to be, is he going to be missing game two? Um, There's optimism surrounding him, according to Shams, but I don't know if there's been an update Ever since he's listed as doubtful, um, I don't know if that's right. I don't know if that's right. Um, but do you think the Bucs could lose Game Two as well if there's no Giannis? Yes, I,
1: yeah, I, I do. I, I I do think they could lose Game Two. I I, I absolutely do. I he didn't practice, and
0: he's listed as doubtful. So the Milwaukee Bucks could be in some serious trouble here when is when is game three for the bucks game three for the bucks would be scheduled let me pull up my schedule right here
1: game three oh, okay game, game, three, the is the is game three, three is on saturday is on saturday saturday
0: after oh you just before the lakers the lakers aren't the early tip the clippers are the early tip um yeah game three 7 p- 7 30 p.m eastern that's half past midnight for us here in the uk Nice
1: and early in the I, afternoon for I, you. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say, I, I, I would do. Are you going with the
0: same strategy that you just gave Memphis? I'm going with the same strategy, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go okay. with the same strategy. Okay. <laughs> I, I,
1: I, I, because Tyler Hero Tyler Hero is out, and, you know, what? I need Chris Middleton and, and these guys to step up and say, listen, we got to get this game. Yeah. And, and then, you know what, because that was a pretty hard fall. Yeah, that, that was a hard fault. You know, traveling, he's going to be on the road. You're not going to be in your home bed. That's what I would do. If they're going to play Saturday, that's what I would do.
0: Okay. And a final game of tomorrow night or tonight, even sorry, is um the Timberwolves versus the Nuggets. Do you see any hope for the Timberwolves because they got crushed in game one? Although, having said that, they were coming off of playing on Sunday. So they didn't have a lot of time to kind of rest and get ready. Right or even plan and then they had to go up in the altitude. Do you think we see a better showing from them? Well, I don't think we can get a worse. I'm going to get
1: but uh, I'm going to give the the Timberwolves the benefit of the doubt. That was a tough turnaround. Okay. As you and I discussed here a few nights back. That was a tough turnaround. However, this is to me this is game 1 of the series. Yeah. I thought it was no way they could really win game 1 because of the tough turnaround. Yep. So, I'm going to see what they're going to do. I'm going to see the adjustments they can make. I want to see a little bit more resistance, okay, to give their home fans, to give them some hope to say, okay, we got something accomplished. Just like you saw the first half of the Atlanta Hawks. They got something accomplished. All right, they they ended up losing big, but they got something accomplished there in the first half. So I want to see more resistance from the Minnesota Timberwolves. And this will, after t- tomorrow night's game, I will be able to tell you exactly what I think will happen for the rest of the series. Yeah,
0: I think if the Nuggets blow them out, then they should be very worried. But if you want to find out what happens in the rest of the series, make sure you subscribe to the Hoop Genius Podcast. So oh, one more piece of news. Raptors player OG Anunobi, who was born in London, has purchased a minority stake in the London Lions, the British Basketball League franchise. So for all you oh, British man, Basketball League great. fans out there, shout out to OG investing in the game, things we love to see. Um, shout out to him. So uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, but that's the last piece of news we got for you today. Make sure you subscribe. We've got to figure out ways to get OG on the show. Shout out to OG. Um, but make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Share it with your friends. If any of your friends are trying to get into basketball over the playoffs, let them know this is what they need to be listening to. If any of your friends are already into basketball and don't listen to the podcast yet, well, then you're a bad friend if you ain't telling them that they should be tuning in. Um, shout out to everyone who locks in with us. Shout out to everyone who shows love. Shout out to everyone in the Discord. You know, if you're in the UK in particular and you're watching these games just late at night on your own, we have great conversations going on in the Discord. Come and join the party. It's all good vibes. You know it. Um, but most importantly, until next time, get buckets.